Howdy, folks. It's your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramcharan, reporting live for duty on this magnificent November 30th in the year of our Lord, 2020. Welcome and bienvenue to Jonathan Ramcharan, the podcast. Folks, top of the morning to you. I gotta be quiet. Don't want to wake up my neighbors, you know. <clears throat> 6.30 in the morning, Eastern Standard Time. Let's go. All right, buddy, off you go. So, <clears throat> if you're new to the show, Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast. This is a show where I bitch, whine, squawk, bellyache, and kibitz about myself in order to relate to y'all self. Y'all the dear listener. Y'all the dear viewer. Shared experiences, kindred souls, BFFs forever, you know? Makeup tips, makeup secrets, you know? How do you anti-age that fucking mug of yours? Look at the bags under them eyes, boy. Look at the bags under them eyes, boy. Look at this mug, you know? Up at the crack of dawn, cracking foxy, you know? Takes a toll, you know? So we can share beauty tips, makeup tips, tutorials, you know? I'm going to start rubbing avocado oil on my eyelids, you know, to keep it funky for you, you know. It's going to be a ball. Yes. I'm available on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, my own website, jonathan-ramcharan.com. And if you have any questions, queries, or qualms, please do hit me up, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com you got questions you got queries you got qualms you got a bone to pick hit me up jr.thepodcast at gmail.com yes and if you're enjoying the show thus far you know getting some laughs chuckles gags guffaws chortles you know if you're digging the show please help my black ass out for crying out loud share me with a friend sharing's caring folks you know, it truly is one of them uh, virtues, virtue signaling. Ugh. Fitzing up a storm here. Oh. Oh. Oh, it's one of the mornings, Johnny. Oh. There we go. Ah. Yes. And if you are new to the show, I am an actor extraordinaire, yes, diploma in theater arts. That's been to the bone, ladies and gentlemen, and damn proud of it, yes. I tell you, Johnny, it's one of the mornings when you get drinking early, Johnny. I tell you, I can't take it anymore, you know. My wife, that's another one. I said, honey, I got COVID-19. She told me to take my mask off. Oh, I tell you, it's one of the mornings you get drinking early, Johnny. Uh, not easy being an actor. When you're under them lights, boy, it gets hot. Lights be on you, you know? Gets hot. Gets sweating, spitzing. Check this out if you want to know how my career's going. I, uh, I subscribe to an online actor's database. It's a paid subscription. 
I pay an annual fee to be a part of this online database where I'm connected to various auditions, right? And um, the pros and cons, I mean, on the positive, I'm connected with potential employment in my field of acting as an independent contractor, you know, I'm all, I'm all by my lonesome. You know, I'm all by my lonesome. It's like the Wild West, you know. Bank robbers, Indians, you know, martial law, they'd be on a black man's ass, you know. So, you know, as an independent contractor, as an independent artiste, it's nice to be on, on an online database, to be connected in the world of commerce as an actor. But sometimes you get the most bonehead backwards job postings. Check this one out. This is absolutely unbelievable. So this is one of the auditions that came into my mailbox the other day. Drama teacher in China. I don't know. COVID-19. Have you heard of it? What, am I going to be teaching bats in Wuhan province? Wuhan city? What, I'm going to teach bats how to do Shakespeare in the park? <laughs> to be or not to be. <coughs> Anyways, let's get into this. Check this out. Production type. Teaching. Location. China. Production dates. 12-month contract. That's if you survive. <laughs> Closing date. 31st of March, 2021. Restriction, restrictions, aged 16 to 99. So let me get this straight. They're going to hire anybody between the ages of 16 and 99? Do you boneheads even proofread the copy of the jobs you post? Okay, what's the age range of the applicant? I don't know, somewhere between the ages of 16 and 99. If you're having drama problems, I feel bad for you, son. I got 99 problems, but being a fucking Wuhan drama teacher ain't one. I'm not taking this fucking position. Yeah, you, you out of your fucking mind? You bumble clot, you ras clot, I ain't be taking this shit, man. You're rude, boy, you're gonna take me to Wuhan province to be doing this acting drama coach teaching, man. I ain't be doing that, man. No, man. Fucking, fucking ras clot. Let's go, let's go, what else do we got here? Project details. Uh, we provide drama courses to students age 3 to 13. What, you want me to teach 3-year-olds? The poor little bozo just learned how to walk. You know, he just he just learned how to use his first set of chopsticks, you know? <laughs> little fucking beautiful, cute-as-a-button Chinese little 3-year-old child, toddler, 3 years old. He's just learning how to use chopsticks, you know? You know? Just learning how to use chopsticks, just learning how to walk, you know, just learning how to, um, you know, do algebra. <laughs> now you want me to teach him how to do acting? Give me a break. Poor little bozo just learned how to, you know, potty train. But then again, any bozo can act. It's not exactly the hardest work, you know. 
but it does take creativity, enthusiasm, due diligence, taste, tax, style, um, a high reading comprehension level, um, complete self-loathing, no self-respect. There are some qualifications that are needed to be an actor, folks. Vanity, arrogance, you know? So I don't want to quite write myself off, but, you know, three-year-old can do it. A fucking 99-year-old can do it. Anyone can do it, really. Just have to have a little bit of gumption. Anyway, what else we got here? In the past, students have been invited backstage to performances of Cats. (laughs) You can't write this shit, folks. (laughs) China. What is their favorite Broadway musical? Cats. (laughs) Oh, cats, yeah. (laughs) We're going to go see cats and then we're going to eat cats. Or bats. And again, hit me up, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. You want to complain that, how dare you say one of the most obvious and funniest, you know, thoughts that could possibly come to your mind when you hear China and their favorite Broadway musical being Cats. (laughs) You know, hit me up, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. You want to cry me a river, you know? A river to Saigon. Saigon. Is that in Vietnam? Ah, well, whatever. Let me go here. Okay. Job requirements. Recent performing arts graduate. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, be able to plan, prepare, and conduct English, drama, musical lessons, or vocal dance lessons. So let me get this straight. i got to be able to be competent in English, but, you know, speaking Mandarin, no big deal. How the hell am I supposed to get to, through to these bozos if I don't even speak the language? You know, you should see me with a pair of chopsticks. I'm just like, mm. I still hold it in an awkward kind of way. I can barely use chopsticks, you know. Don't speak a stitch of Mandarin or Chinese or whatever the hell the language is. Don't speak a stitch of it. But yet they want me to be proficient in English. Well, duh. Maybe I'm making assumptions here. <laughs> anyway. Uh, da, da, da. Can work with local teachers by workshops to improve skills. Able to engage students in the lessons and create a fun way of learning. Well, I can do that. I'm pretty fun. But uh, what else do we got here? You see what I'm saying, folks? So simply put, you know, it's like I'm getting these auditions for drama teaching positions in China. Wuhan province during COVID-19 global pandemic. So if that's any hint to where my industry is uh, going at the moment, uh, suffice to say, uh, it's all a part of the journey. It's all about the learning curve. If I felt I could truly add to that job posting, I would apply. But I mean, obviously, I'm not going to relocate to China. Um I personally don't think COVID-19 is that big of a deal anyway. It's a bit of a over-inflated sense of political uh, manipulation, political manipulation. It's like a weaponized political weapon, coronavirus, COVID-19, you know? So I'm not exactly too worried about it. I'd go to China. Maybe I'm just saying that to talk tough, <laughs> but I mean... um, Generally speaking, you know, 
I don't think COVID-19 is that big of a deal. I hope to travel to China one day. I want to see the Great Wall of China. That'd be pretty cool. Don't they show that in Dragon Ball Z? Dragon, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. And then like Goku and Gohan, they're like, ah, ah, ah. they're like, like, they're like Super Saiyan cycling through the Great Wall of China. Yeah, Piccolo. I want to go to, you know, I want to go to China someday. But not to fucking teach drama. Yeah, you bumblecluck cotton picking mind. But anyways, folks, um, in these times of uh, trials and tribulations, I'm blessed to have you as my dear viewer. You know, this keeps me engaged, focused, hungry, happy, content in my craft as an actor extraordinaire. And there will be a silver lining to this pandemic and uh, this global situation of 2020. And in the closing hours of 2020, here at the end of November 2020, I remain hopeful for my future as an actor. And I hope that is transferable and relatable to anybody out there across industry. Whatever you do, hold the faith. Hallelujah. So there you have it, folks. Jonathan Ramcharan, actor extraordinaire. Quick sip of coffee, folks. Coffee break. Don't mind me, folks. Don't mind me, balls. Much obliged. I am also a stand-up comedian extraordinaire. Yes. Been banging it out, busting it out, humping it out. You know, cracking Foxy. Very grateful for the podcast. Keeps me engaged. Keeps the electrons and neutrons firing and um recently i've been inspired because reinvigorated because i've been watching a lot of different um things online as of late a lot of different interests hobbies you know like for example i've been watching a lot of these um these like restoration videos on YouTube, you know, somebody has an old, you know, an old wood chopping axe from the 1800s, then they restore it, you know, some professional tradesperson of sorts restore it, they get all the rust off, they get all the grime, the gunk, they, they re, they, they condition the wood they make this thing fucking sparkle. Tip-top Magoo. You know, like, they really make this thing sparkle. Shout out to Joey Coco Diaz. Like a soldier, like a doctor. Tip-top Magoo. Who's better than you, cocksucker? <laughs> you know, they get these uh, old restoration pieces. Tip-top Magoo. And I see this, and it's like, wow. Like, what a journey. What an interesting thing to do. What a way of life. You know, these people are very skilled at what they do. And then even more recently, I was watching, um, you know, I've been watching press conferences and various videos online of the uh, Mike Tyson, Roy Jones Jr. fight. You know, we saw the outcome of that already. Spoiler alert, it was a draw. But um, it was very entertaining. These two boxing legends getting in the ring, 
competing. And it's like their way of life as fighters to just do it. And it was for charity and it was for their personal dream. Their, por- their personal fight within, you know, to be very poetic. You know, the pugilist's problem, you know. It's like their inner fight. They had to do it, you know. I mean, they obviously both didn't need the money or the attention. They both, they both already proved so much in their career. Why are they doing it? What's well, that fight within them? It's their lifestyle. It's what they know. It's who they are. So very much like a comedian, as a comedian, I'm feeling that inspiration lately. There's so much about comedy that isn't even about comedy. It's like a lifestyle. It's an outlook. Everything's a joke. All the world's a stage. And all men and women merely players. It's two sides of the same coin. Comedy, tragedy. It's an outlook. It's a lifestyle. That's why I'm not really down and out on this whole pandemic thing. It's two sides of the same coin. It's fucking hilarious. I wouldn't have had the gumption to make all them Wuhan bat Chinese drama teaching jokes off the top, off the hop of this podcast if I was so mucked down in the mire of COVID-19 pandemic. uh, Who am I? Uh." It's two sides of the same coin. It's fucking hilarious. (laughs) You ain't going to shook me. You ain't going to scare me. It's a lifestyle. I was built for this. I was born for this. <laughs> you know, laughing in the face of adversity. It's all a joke. And, you know, some things outside of comedy that don't even have to do with comedy that are inside of comedy, wrapped up in a bow, which is comedy. You know, all the, the, little, all the little things of the lifestyle that I miss, you know, catching the train, catching the the streetcar, catching the subway, catching the bus, getting to a gig, bouncing from shitty little bar gig to bar gig, you know, trying to get in at a club, you know, coming up with material, trying to scramble and scrimp and scrounge together some road work, Um, traveling around with your little notebook and jotting things down and, you know, just the joy that comes from I'm going to create a performance. I'm going to create a product. I'm going to create entertainment out of just some of the things that are bouncing around in my head. And uh, a mic stand and a mic. And an amp. PA system. And an audience. And a venue. And context. And satire. And juxtaposition, wit, you know, irony. Alliteration, yeah, personification, simile, adjectives, verbs, nouns, conjunctions, conjunction, junction, what's your function? There's a lot of ingredients to the damn bloody thing, but you get my point, the lifestyle. And that's what I've been inspired, that's what I've been inspired to feed And I look forward to the challenges of what's ahead of me.
as a stand-up comedian. And I hope that's very relatable, and I extend that to anybody out there during this time. You know, stay inspired, because um, it is you. It's in you. Hallelujah. So there you have it, folks. Jonathan Ramcharan, stand-up comedian extraordinaire. Sip of water balls, sip of coffee balls, coffee break balls. Don't mind me, folks. Much obliged. Ah, that's hot. Double up on that. That was beautiful. Hmm. Sorry, folks, to be slurping and slapping down this coffee, but it is like 6.45 in the morning for crying out loud, you know? Not exactly easy to get loose better than Mother Goose rock the mic first thing in the morning. Anyway, let's get into some uh, topic. Yes. Uh, the topic today is basically uh, not that this show is dedicated or dictated by topics. But one thing I want to talk about as a topic today is the world of lockdown that we're all facing during this global pandemic. Lockdowns come and go. There doesn't seem to be any real reason behind it. Ten people are allowed in the store at once. No, seven people are allowed in the store at once. No, we're going to lift the restriction. You're all allowed in the store now, but as long as you wear your mask. Oh, wait a minute. No, it's back down to ten people in the store. You know, numbers, figures. You know, how do you make heads or tails of it? You know, right now here in Ontario, Canada, we are facing a... 28-day lockdown. The lockdown began sometime uh, last week. So it's projected to go until like the end of December 2020, roughly, somewhere in there, around Christmas, you know. Poor Santa, you know, can't even fit his fat ass down a chimney due to these COVID lockdown restrictions. Everybody's plugging their chimney due to fucking COVID-19. <laughs> How am I going to get down the chimney? Rudolph! <laughs> Rudolph! Help! Help me, Rudolph! I'm stuck in the chimney! <laughs> fucking Santa getting stuck in a chimney. Everybody's plugging their chimney due to these COVID-19 lockdown restrictions. So now, here in Ontario, Canada... We're locked down till like the end of December, roughly. And who knows? This could even project into 2021. And a lot of it is very arbitrary. And a lot of people are pushing back. So check out this article. This is an article from globalnews.ca. Um, yes. This is an article. Globalnews.ca. Owner arrested at Etobicoke restaurant that defied COVID-19 restrictions facing criminal charges. <coughs> Pardon me, folks. You know, coffee burps. All right. Owner arrested in Etobicoke restaurant that defied COVID-19 restrictions facing criminal charges. The owner of an Etobicoke restaurant who reopened indoor dining earlier this week despite coronavirus restrictions, was arrested Thursday and is now facing several charges. Adam Skelly, 
owner of Adamson, Adamson Barbecue, was seen being led away by police hours after officials changed the locks at his business. Today, he was advised not to enter the premises, Toronto Police Superintendent Dominic Sinopoli said during an update Thursday afternoon. He attempted to enter the premises and pushed his way past a police officer. He was trespassed at that point in time, and the officer saw fit to arrest Mr. Skelly with attempt to obstruct police. I'm going to pause here for a moment. He was trespassing on his own business. I don't, I don't, I mean, obviously he's the business owner. How do you be trespassing on your own business property? During this overinflated, inflated numbers, inflated pandemonium of COVID-19. It's all a political game, more or less. Everybody's masked up. How come the numbers are spiking? Everything's all arbitrary. All the information is the same from the beginning. If you are obese, elderly, or in poor health with pre-existing conditions, it's unfortunate. You are more susceptible. Aside from that, it's no big fucking deal. Why should everybody live in fear? Is that a healthy way of life? Is that common sense? Is that common sense to cut off everybody's um, access to earning a living? How are you trespassing on your own business property? Hey, the flip side of that is, well, perhaps this thing is as dangerous as they say, even though there's really no evidence for that. But perhaps this thing is really as dangerous as they say, and, and the numbers are spiking, and oh, 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 Hell, I don't know. I'm just using my common sense. I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire. Well, where's the smoke? Let's get back to this barbecue story here, speaking of smoke. So, Sinopoli, superintendent, I believe, supped, superintendent Sinopoli, said officers believe the initial order to seize the premises from Toronto Public Health did not include a back portion of the facility, and officers allowed Skelly back there. During the process of him entering, they broke through the drywall and entered the restaurant proper, then from the inside broke out and damaged the locks that were put in place by the city, Sinopoli said. Think about that for a moment, folks. That's a pretty scary thing. The city is after you. The city put a lock on your business. These, and all these measures, by the way, when they say they're breaking these COVID-19 restrictions, they're doing this, they're doing that. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm okay with being wrong, but did we vote on this? Is this something that we all agreed upon? I don't remember having any discussion with my leader of um, the, the leader of my, uh, the counselor of my ward or the governmental representative of my district I don't remember discussing with anybody at all the restrictions concerning COVID-19. And in a democracy, we live in elected representation. We elect people to represent us. They represent the wills 
of society. The will of society in a democracy is elected representation. So whoever we elected to represent us seemed to be just making decisions based upon what they believe and what they think is best. Where's the discussion? I don't remember discussing any of this. Correct me if I'm wrong, folks. I mean, but it seems as if the government is just doing whatever they want. Making decisions on our behalf, even though they are elected to represent our interests, our desires, our wants, our needs, our, our, our fundamental beliefs. Anyway, let's get into this. During the process of him entering, uh, yes, I, I read that part already. Pardon? Skelly, this is the business owner of the restaurant in Toronto, Canada. Adamson, what's it, what's it called? Adamson, Adamson Barbecue. The owner of the business, Adamson, the owner of the business, Adamson Barbecue, Adamson, at, you know, like Adam, Adam and Eve, Adamson Barbecue. So this restaurant in Toronto, owned by Adam Skelly, uh, Skelly is now facing one count each of attempt to obstruct police and mischief both of which are criminal charges. He's being held by police overnight and will appear in a court for a bail hearing Friday. So this, this article is a couple days old. So Friday he was in court for a bail hearing. So I don't know what further information there is. I, I haven't seen anything updated as of late. Police Superintendent Sinopoli said Skelly has been charged with one count of failing to comply with a continued order under the Reopening Ontario Act that nobody even really... What? Oh, yeah, the Reopening Ontario Act. Yeah, that's what he's charged under. What the bumbleclut fuck is that? I never heard of that. People just making things up? Fucking pulling the wool over our eyes? I was born at night, but not last night, you know. And then again, I don't even really know when I was born. Could have been in the morning, could have been in the afternoon. Okay. <clears throat> failing to comply with the Reopening Ontario Act and failing to leave when directed under the Trespass to Property Act. Again, are these things even real? He has also said, he also said a second arrest was made at the restaurant. Michael Belito Arana, a 27-year-old man from Markham, is facing one count of obstructing police, six counts of assaulting a police officer, and two counts of uttering a death threat, and one charge under the Reopening Ontario Act. Arana will appear in a court for a bail hearing Friday. So again, this has passed. Who knows what the update is yet? Um, more details to come. Earlier in the week, Adamson Barbecue, located on Queen Elizabeth Boulevard, 
near Royal York Road and the Queensway, Queens Quay, reopened indoor dining and received a closure order from the city's medical officer of health. Despite that, the restaurant opened again on Wednesday. Skelly has charged Skelly was charged with several provincial offenses on Wednesday, along with the business itself, which could result in hefty fines. Yeah, they're going to fine a businessman for trying to do business, trying to feed himself, his family, keep his business above water. Yeah, and, you know... It's it's a truly interesting situation because it's like, you know, some of the criticism that China faced during the whole beginning process of COVID-19 coronavirus was their failure to act, their failure to inform. So I can see that from, you know a governing stance from the government stance. You know, you look at this business, they're not complying with the measures. They're opening the business to the public. Indoor dining, I think that's the issue here. You know, dining supposed to be takeaway. They're doing indoor dining. I guess that's the issue. They're not complying with the measures that are in place. or they're reopening due to a closure. So there is a kind of bucking. There is sort of a rebellion to the status quo. But it's also like, as a citizen, as a business owner, don't you have the right to seek sustenance? Don't you have the right to operate? What is this? What is this? We just clamp down by the law, the long arm of the law that is supposed to be a voice for our needs and wants, not just some arbitrary fact and figure number fucking institution, fucking company men, yes men, yes men and women just enforcing and enacting arbitrary laws. The Ontario Reopening Act, whatever the fuck that is. This is some interesting stuff. It was alleged that indoor dining regulations were breached both Tuesday and Wednesday. The business operated without a license. Illegal gatherings were held and a closure order from the medical officer of health was violated. So those are the allegations. One of them really stands out to me. It was alleged that indoor dining regulations were indoor dining regulations were breached both Tuesday and Wednesday. So there was indoor dining breaching. In Ontario, Canada, for the moment, all indoor dining is prohibited. It's got to be takeaway or delivery. So they breached that. That's a little bit like, to me, it's like, what's the fucking difference? If you're going to go in there to pick up your food and take it away, what's the difference between just sitting down there and gobbling it? Just quickly sit down, gobble your food, and fucking beat it. What's the big deal? 
What's the difference? If you go there to pick it up, what's the difference if you eat it there or not? That's a little arbitrary, but apparently they broke that. They broke that. They breached that. So that's a little bit, huh, to me. But the next allegation here, the second allegation that Adam Skelly, owner of Adamson Barbecue, is facing, the business operated without a license. So what, he didn't have a business license at all? Just set up a business in some venue and started selling barbecue? If that's what it is, then, well, obviously he's in the wrong. I mean, you need to have a business license. There's certain standards that you have to meet in order to provide a safe business environment for the customer and for the general public. Health, health safety procedures, building safety and upkeep. There's a business license that a business has to hold in order to operate. So if he didn't even have a business license, maybe I can see that. Maybe I can see why he's getting this reprimand. But I find it hard to believe. I mean, I think they played games with him. I mean, I don't know. This is my own personal opinion. It sounds like some sort of bureaucracy. They revoked his business license, and now they're saying he's operating without a business license. No, he jumped through the fucking hoop, and now you're slapping him and saying that he didn't do it your way and blah, blah, blah. It's a game. It's bureaucracy. That's my personal opinion. I seen the guy. He looked like a normal, everyday Canadian. Seemed like a normal dude. Hell, I don't know. I mean, looks can be deceiving, but I mean, I find it hard that a barbecue spot with all the general interest from the public has an operation process and a very um, well seen spot in a metropolis and they're just operating without a business license. I, I kind of find that hard to believe, but that's, that's one of the allegations he's facing. And then um, the last one, a closure health order from the medical officer of health was violated. So the third thing he did was uh, he violated the closure order from the medical officer of health. He violated that. So he breached Adam Skelly, the business owner of Adamson Barbecue. He breached the indoor dining restriction. He operated without a license and a failure to closure order from the medical officer of health. Those are the three things he apparently did. Posts on the restaurant's Instagram account appeared to indicate they intended to open again on Thursday, which was last week, with one reading, need a locksmith and other hands at Etobicoke ASAP. A large crowd gathered outside of Adamson Barbecue for the third day in a row along with a large, with a row along, row along, whatever the hell that means, with a large police presence, including officers from the mounted unit. Shortly after 4.30 p.m., police tweeted the most of the crowd at the restaurant had dispersed. Meanwhile, Sinopoli, Superintendent Sinopoli of the Toronto Metro Police, said Toronto Public Health has now seized the entire premises of Adamson Barbecue. 
including the back of the business. A trespass notice will be posted warning people to stay off the property, including the adjacent parking lot. Yes, so this Adam Skelly of Adamson Barbecue in Etobicoke, Toronto, Etobicoke, Ontario, Canada. He's in some hot water. He is in some hot water. Water. Yeah. And, you know, I think, I think, like, my first initial response when I heard this is that he's like the spearhead. He's going to be the spearhead in this province because a lot of people, you know, gyms, fitness facilities, restaurants, you name it, you know, entertainment venues, you name it. They're being locked out of their businesses and how are they supposed to earn a living? This cannot just go on indefinitely and it is a political game. It's a political weapon. Politicians, they, they, they cry and they scream, oh, COVID-19 measures, COVID-19 measures. And then they're hypocrites. They go on their little family vacations during Thanksgiving. They fly on planes. They don't wear masks. They don't safety distance. They're using it as a political weapon to hold control over people, to keep us indebted to them, when really they're there to enact and enforce our wishes, our direction. They are to administer our direction as a democratic society, not just to make up their own fucking unilateral fucking decisions and yet be a hypocrite and do the opposite when it suits them and their family and their wants and their needs. Do hit me up, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. You got questions, you got queries, you got qualms, you got a bone to pick? Hit me up, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. I'm going to keep an eye on this story. Um, For now, it's of interest. Um, I hope I hope that it could just be resolved peacefully and this thing all just kind of dithers away. That's what I hope. I don't want to have to rail and rant and rave against COVID-19 lockdown any further than it's gone. We need to get our senses back. We need to have an honest outlook at what's going on. The information on the data has not really changed. It's all the same thing. People in poor health, elderly, and obese are, are affected more than the average person, unfortunately. And the numbers are being inflated, you know, and people are wearing masks. If you look around in society, people are wearing masks and social distancing, yet for some reason, the numbers are spiking. And there's been no real information, no real nothing to the people. No real nothing other than be afraid, be afraid, be very afraid. And then what, are the, what, do, our, what do our leaders offer us? Fear, 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 fear. Restrictions, lockdown, this, that, and the other. But there's no, there's no hope, there's no... Well, they don't spout it. 
because it's good for their agenda, their agenda to hold power. It's like job creation. You need us. You need me. You need me here indefinitely to care for you and watch out for you and to invoke these restrictions and that and this and that. But yet, what are they really doing? I would love to meet the person who, for all these politicians who get on their high horse and they walk in front of the camera and we need to do this and that to to flatten the curve of COVID-19. We need to clamp down and buckle down and blah, 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 blah. And they're up there and they're babbling away. I would love to see the person or speak to the person that has been inspired by these fucking pundits, these fucking wet blankets, these fucking bozo boneheads, these fucking doorknobs. I would love to see the person who takes inspiration and refuge from their words. These people are absolute fucking morons. And if you fucking put your faith in them, you are an idiot. They don't know their asshole from their elbow. They're out to fucking lunch. They are in the dark on this thing as much as anyone else. No matter what they say about the science. They're just a sucker in a fucking uniform. They're just a sucker in a fucking suit and tie. A sucker. A sucker in a fucking businesswoman suit a fucking businesswoman power suit and a fucking suit and tie and a fucking bow tie and a COVID-19 mask (laughs) fear, anger, aggression these are the tenements of the dark side always what can't be done with you never had your mind on what you was doing you want to make a barbecue restaurant? You want to go to fitness gym? You must. Workout facility? You will. Lift weights? You must. Go to a restaurant? You will. Mm. Fear, anger, aggression. These are tenements of the dark side. Never had your mind on what you were doing. These bozos never have their mind on what they're doing. They just blah, 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 with no real thought on the actual effects. But hey, the good news is, for anyone who's really paying attention and listening, there is really nothing to worry about for now. Because until proven otherwise, it's pretty obvious. This is all a game. It is a game. So don't sweat it. Hallelujah. It's your old chunker buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramcharan. Reporting live for duty on this magnificent November 30th in the year of our Lord, 2020. COVID-19 lockdown restrictions. It's got to end. We have to come back to our senses, folks. Do hit me up. JR.thepodcast at gmail.com. You got questions, you got queries, you got qualms. JR.thepodcast at gmail.com. I'm available on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, my own website, Jonathan Ramcharan.com. And if you're enjoying the show, get some laugh, chuckles, gags, guffaws of sorts, please help my black ass out for crying out loud. Share me with a friend. 
Till next time, folks. You live it, you love it, you realize it. I. Peace.